the latest episode of The Ugly Truth. It is story time today, boys and girls. We have a lot of stories involving animals and wine and spiders and little boys saving their sisters. We've got a lot going on today. Super exciting show. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. It's another uncensored look at the world around you from sisters who will say just about anything to anyone at any time. It's the Uggs, Jamie. Damn, you've killed like 12 bears this year, Jamie. Paula. I didn't know bees had ears. Uncensored as always, it's time for the Ugly Truth. Welcome to the Ugly Truth. This is episode 480. I did an extended UG because I was spinning my microphone to get to the focus that it's supposed to be on because I was talking through on the backside of it. Why? I don't know. I just had it spun wrong. You know what? Daryl's like, he's like, I am sick of watching you use duct tape and string to keep your microphone put together because it's like my boom mic broke. Actually, it broke during the show. And I, I, this was a long time, like six or eight months ago. I don't know if you recall, but I'm talking all of a sudden, and it fell and you were laughing at me because my entire microphone broke. Yeah. Well, I have just not, we were just talking before that we started recording that how much we hate technology. Well, apparently I hate all things that have to do with anything because I have jerry-rigged my boom mic so that (laughs) it looks like it's just sitting on top of a pole when we talk. And Daryl's like, um, you know, maybe we should invest in some new equipment upgrades. And I'm like, yeah, I guess we could. I mean, the mics were great. It's There's no reason to replace those. He's like, no, no, no. I'm talking about this stripper pole that you have in our room <laughs> that you use as a thing. I go, look, I get that it's great to have the latest and greatest when it comes to technology or even primordial basic metal p- things to hang things on. But if it works, it works. Like, what's the point in investing in it if it's working just fine? I don't understand. So we'll see. Well, I mean, you can't have that. <laughs> I guess not. You know, I, my voice is sultry. It needs its, you know, hole to slide up and down on. Exactly. This is all about audio and hearing my voice and how how not screechy or annoying it is at all for people. So anyway. All right. So I know you know the basics because I did post it on my own personal social media Facebook page, but I have to tell you in detail about the uh, fiasco with the chickens the other day. Yes. Paula. (laughs) Okay. So I have this little garden on this side gate by in the backyard and Daryl's been really sweet about uh, watering it when he waters the front yard. And he left the gate wide open because we have another set of gates so that the dogs can't get in. So they're they're not going to escape. You can leave it open. And that was the whole point. So he's doing this and he does this at the crack of dawn because he's the only one that's awake. He's like Farmer Ted. And so he's doing all this stuff. Now, the problem with the garden is this. I've basically given up on it because I'm so disenchanted with it because birds are eating all of my plants. Well, not to mention it didn't get hot. And so, I mean, if it's not hot by May, I don't know if you did tomatoes this year. I did one. But... I have one tomato and it's producing, but I have a shit ton of herbs and jalapenos yeah, that I'm that, growing. The jalapenos, they really need the heat. And it just, it, I mean, it just got hot, what, like last week? Right. And, and well, normally, and it, and yeah. Yeah. We're already in July. The jalapenos so, I mean, that I grew two years ago didn't really start going crazy until August because it just didn't get hot until August, like Indian summer. Anyway, so I'm so dejected because every time I look out there, I've spent like $50 on on pepper plants and they are decimated within a day. And so I've just given up. I'm like, you know what, finches, fuck you. Enjoy your fucking leaves because they don't touch the tomato but they've killed everything else they've eaten everything else and, and it is birds. Put, like chicken wire on top i have it? that's the thing i have mm. so the other day we put these new jalapeno pepper plants because i was like okay we've got the bird cover on there they're not gonna be able to get to it so we bought two more plants those motherfuckers landed on the bird wire knocked the plant over and stuck their damn beaks in and ate all the leaves i said all right i've had enough of this i'm done with this garden it has been nothing but bad luck i don't give a shit i'm over it so daryl has some years it's just like that yeah and so he is just tenderly watering it caring for he goes honey your tomato is producing and i'm like oh hallelujah 
Like, can't stop wait. talking to me about it. Can't wait for the four plant, the four tomatoes we're gonna get, and we're gonna put in a salad. I don't even care anymore. So anyway, uh, he's watering it. Well, he left the gate open, and this little mm. tiny black hen with her four tiny baby black chicks has been hanging out in our yard because we're pretty safe from predators. Mm -hmm. So they hang out there sometimes. We've had this happen before where they hang out. Well, he left the gate wide open and they wandered right into the backyard. Why would he leave the gate open? He forgot. So they come wandering in and they're like, hey, what's this? And so I am 15 minutes away from having to take my puppy to the vet just for a checkup. And so I look out... (laughs) I'm out on the deck trying to get her in to put her stuff on. And I look out and I'm like, um, we have a little flock of chickens in our backyard. And the chicks start flying through the second set of gates to get to the big backyard. Now, as you know, uh, my husky will eat anything that is on his property that he does not want there. He has killed chickens. I was just going to say, I'm surprised he hadn't lunged into action by that point. He thought we were going on a walk. So he was inside losing his mind. And so, and I mean, very lucky for these babies, by the way, because he would have talked about Sullivan's baby. Literally, he's just like, do I want to go for a walk or do I want to fucking kill these chickens? Yeah, it's like, I don't even know what to do. Am I I hungry enough to eat these babies or do I want to? So luckily he was inside and Sasha's oblivious. And so I was like, holy shit. And then when the babies start flinging themselves into the yard, mom got pissed and started getting flustered. That flustered them. And these chicks started flying out and were like landing on my air conditioner. I thought for sure they were shredded. I had no idea because, you know, the big fan on top and they were little, little, little. They're going to get sucked in. I'm having an anxiety attack because I'm like, okay, I hate chickens too. I don't want them in my house or my yard, I mean, but it's the roosters I really hate. The babies, I mean, I've rescued my share of babies from cats in my area. I don't want to see Bodega eat these things. I just don't want to deal with it. And the mama would have lost her shit. And that I can't live. I can't live with that. So, and I've seen Bodega kill babies before, raccoons, and the mama raccoon didn't leave for two, almost two days. And I just, oh my God. it's too gut-wrenching. So, anyway, that's why all those comments like, oh, you should let your dog in. I'm like, look, there is a line I will draw morally, and I can't allow that. You're like, you don't get it. Yeah. You just don't <laughs> just... get it. Here, you know what? This is why I don't let my dog at it. You should just sit there and take video of the mom for two whole straight days looking for her babies going, ah! I can't. Calling for them. I can't. This. This is why. <laughs> it's like, look, I am a mother. I can understand this creature's pain. You know, if if some animal came and ate your babies, wouldn't you be looking for them for two whole straight days? What's that movie? The dingo ate your baby. Have we not seen what happens when whales lose their young or when oh elephants? God. I mean, it's it's God. not any different. They're mammals. So, yeah. I get it. it I, I don't know. But chickens. Well, I think they're like dinosaurs. But for Are some reason. mammals? Yes, they're mammals. They have fur and they're warm blooded. So okay. anyway. Very fortunately, the dogs went They have eyelashes. That's it. They do have... And I don't know if they have lips, but I would say they do. I think they have those little skinny, like... Little Little black lips. lips. Like like little black lips like Pablo. Pablo's got little tiny black lips. He does. So I come inside and I'm like, okay, all the dogs are inside. Because Sonny starts wandering over there blindly. Because he's like, something's going on over here. And so he's slowly... Sounds for the poor. Clipping, clip-clopping. <laughs> he clip-clops now, so he like feels with his paws before he walks forward. So he's like, what is that sound? And he's walking forward, and the hen is having none of him. And he's, she starts to charge. And so we run out there and grab Sonny before he gets attacked. Because <laughs> he'd, be, he'd probably be oh. like, ah, fuck, what's going on? <laughs> he would have no idea. So all the dogs are inside. We go out. The chicks are all over the backyard. Mom is freaking out how many chicks were there four oh okay and they're little and so when they hear all the commotion they run into the side where there's a lot of bushes and trees in the far corner and my biggest worry is they're going to go into the easement and then the cats there's feral cats back there they will be dead so i was like oh god so malia and i run out there and we're like okay so mom is still in the garden area the gate area she has not come into our yard yet so we're like how about if we just rustle the bushes because they are like did you know the chickens can be like statues and they just don't even breathe? You can't find them. They're so quiet and still. So I Is said, that let's... like their defense mechanism? Yes. So we start wrestling okay. the bushes and I'm like, let's do that. And then they'll run towards mama and then maybe they'll leave and then we'll shut the gate. So this was our plan. So we're out there wrestling the bushes and they're like, beep, beep, 
and they're like flying high and over and then i'm like okay they're kind of going towards mom so we'll keep doing that well mom was not happy so malia wisely left the scene and i didn't know so i'm down there by myself <laughs> in my slides and I'm trying to, like, you know, I'm so ill-prepared for this situation. All of a sudden, all I hear is a lot of feathers fluttering and a screaming chicken running towards me, flying towards my head. Oh, my and I was God. Like, I was like, oh, my God. And I was like, yeah. I, I ran as fast as I could. And I heard her. And she's, like, chasing me. And I was like, oh, my God. And, I mean, what? First of all, I don't give a shit how tall or big you are. If a chicken is flying towards your head, you run. You do not just stand there and go, okay, come on, let's go. So yeah, I run in the yeah. house. Same thing with like geese and ducks oh my God. and everything like that. There's just something about those creatures. The only the only time I've ever seen someone like stand there and be dumb enough to like go face to face with them is a child. And I think it's just because they don't understand. They don't understand like, the enormity of the situation. You don't understand. Like, they're not going to stop when they get to you. Like, there will be some biting going on. And that's usually <laughs> when a parent grabs them by the arm and you see the kid go flying into the air like a kite. And those you wings. Know? Their wings are so frightening. Well, their necks, they just get <sighs> so, like, oh, erect. They're and, so and violent. <laughs> it's like a muscle. And they're like, ah, oh. You know, it's just like. <laughs> yes. God. All all animal sounds today uh, brought to you by Paula. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to contribute. Yes. Anyway, um, so I run back into the house and I look and she has treed herself right where I was up in this big pine tree and she's surveying the land and she will not stop squ squawking. She is loudly going, go, go, go. And she will not stop. And I look at the clock. I'm like, I have eight minutes to get to the vet and I'm already disheveled, sweaty, hot, and I'm like upset because I'm like, what are we supposed to do about these babies? Like, they can't live here. I mean, we have to like, figure it out. So Daryl, of course, is on an incredibly important phone call. I open up his door because now I give zero fucks. I open the mm. door and he looks at me. He goes, oh, my God, did someone die? Like his face. I was white as a ghost. And I had this wide eyed look. And I said, there are chickens in our backyard. And he goes, oh, and I go. He goes, I left the gate open, didn't I? I'm like, yeah, you did. But, like, but you know what? We're past that right now. We've we've got a situation. I said, this is, we're, we're beyond. We're next level. And I go, and I'm having an anxiety attack, and I don't know why. But this is, oh, it's because I got charged by a chicken. That's what it is. <laughs> so I said, I'm leaving. <laughs> so I left. Malia and I left with the puppy. Where'd you go? I did the vet. I had to go oh, to the vet. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. And by the way, since we've kind of reverted back to the emergency level, it's near impossible to get anything anywhere. No appointments. It's so hard because everybody's like home again. And so it's like it was insane. So I leave. And when I come back, the gate's shut and it's quiet. Well, the mama calmed down. And apparently she was sounding the alarm. And that's why they weren't moving. She was telling them, like, don't fucking move. So... She comes down and they start peacefully scratching around. They head towards the pond, towards the shed. They're just loving their life. You know, they're safe now. So Daryl literally like went, let's go chickens. And he literally herded them all the way back to the gate and they left just like that. And it made what me mad. He, like the fucking Pied Piper. I don't know, but it made me angry. <laughs> That's what he should be for Halloween. Put on some like, you know, velvet green tights and like one of those little frilly skirts that they wear. Like you can go around the waist or the neck. Get him a little pot. You get him a little uh, flute, a recorder. I was really mad at him, and for him, it's like, look, I fixed my, pro I fixed the problem that I caused. Is what he was thinking. He's like, I resolved the issue. I'm like, but you went through none of the trauma. You know, you just went out there. I was like, all right, let's go, cute little birds. And That's it's like, like it's it's like repairing the car that you destroyed. It doesn't. <laughs> it's not the same. I'm still traumatized. I think about it still, and I'm like, is that chicken here again? Like, well, don't how don't... are they? How are they that close? That's what I don't understand. What do you mean? The chicken and the babies. Like, do they just like? dwell around your house like that every once in a while a, a hen will lay her eggs really close to our house because there's so much area that's covered that cats aren't we don't have a lot of we have no feral cats down our little area where our driveway and stuff is we have no coyotes come out we have skunks and possums but they don't they're not they're at night so these hens, I was going to say these women, <laughs> lay their eggs. These ladies. <laughs> these ladies lay their eggs and they hatch them and they kind of are really safe because they're so quiet. 
and they just scratch around. And then when they start getting mobile, mom kind of leads them back out to the old town because then they'll, they'll go back to the main town square where all the chickens kind of reside. But they, hmm. they will have them here when they're really super little and vulnerable. I remember a couple of years ago when uh, Kenzie still lived here and her cat cornered a baby chick uh, over by our garbage cans. And we were not we're not you know, going to let that happen. So we scooped it up and we gave it to, we, we, we tried to slowly get it back to the hen that had all the chicks and it wasn't the same mama, but she, oh. she adopted it. So Aww. we're like, all right, but then they leave she's and then like, they go. Walter, damn it. I'm taking you back to your mother. Yeah. She's like, Oh God, Sam, come on. God, again with you. <laughs> and so then they go, they make their way back to old fair Oaks where they all live happily and they're protected. And so I, I don't get it, but every once in a while we get a little, and of course they're adorable. They're so cute. Well, yeah. They're the cutest things ever, but they don't like humans. They're very feral. So hmm. anyway, that's that's the story. It took up way too much of my time. And um, Daryl's like, you know, how was it? I go, well, I don't know. Have you ever been attacked by a chicken? It's not pleasant. It's frightening. <laughs> and I don't like flying birds. I don't like birds anyway. And who knew chickens can fly so high? She Your went up mom, like 100 man. feet. These babies flew like six feet. It was insane. I was just telling the kids about that, that... Um we were watching something or we were asking like trivia questions or something. And like, you know, what's your biggest phobia? So I was told them that grandma's biggest thing was uh, anything that flies, but specifically birds. And they're yeah. just like birds. Oh, <laughs> so God. like they didn't think it was that big of a deal. Okay. And so I told them about the time that a blue jay flew into the kitchen and mom screamed so loud. <laughs> That it practically had like a stroke and it flew back outside. <laughs> it didn't hit the window first. I, I think it just kind of it kind of like limped along and oh it was just God. like ah! and it just flew back outside. Like she handled it. And I told them, I said, one time mom and I were on our way to the dentist. I don't know why I remember this. And I said, a bee flew in the car. I said, I screamed so loud, the bee flew back out the window. Like the way it came in. And I said, I didn't know bees had ears. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. You're making me mutley laugh. Stop it. So, oh, my God. Or it just oh it God. could hear the vibration or something. It's probably like, like, nope, wrong car. It, it just knew. It was just like, this is not safe. This is not a place for me. That is hilarious. <laughs> you know what, though? I was thinking about this yesterday when I was dealing with that whole situation. And I said, first of all. This is something that would make me convert and believe in re in reincarnation. I don't know what this family did, all of us. I don't know what we did to invoke Animal Planet in our lives, but we have far too many interactions with the animal world. I don't know what that is, but I can tell you this. We will never make it in a place like Alaska or anywhere where there's interactions with actual real big animals no fucking way if i were See, to meet I somewhere think we'd actually be okay oh no we have too many if we lived anywhere where there were uh, regular sightings of moose and bear paula we'd be dead we'd be dead it'd be or we'd be like oh close call and they'd be like damn you've killed like 12 bears this year jamie yeah, really? <laughs> it would be insane yeah, and I'm really. like, I don't want to. I've never seen an animal death by scream. <laughs> They're like, but it works for you. We're going to have to bottle well, that. <laughs> I remember the time Allison went to go to laundry and the rat jumped out of the... Well, he didn't jump out. He just jumped up into oh, the washing no. machine. And she's mm. like... Ah! <laughs> well, we remember yes. there was a specific scream. We all recognized. We we're like, uh oh, that's like a bug or, that's or an a animal spider. Scream. It was the spider scream. For real. So. Yeah. Well, I remember when this was before our parents actually divorced. I don't think you were born yet. Or maybe you were just a baby. And uh, a squirrel got into our ductwork and ended up in the dryer. And oh mom was like, what's that weird sound coming out of the brand new dryer? <laughs> she opened up the dryer and out came a fluff dried squirrel. It came blowing out. And mom, of course, did her scream that probably terrified the thing. And it ran out of the laundry room and ran up the drapes in the in the family room and just hung out there. It was like a movie. You know how many oh movies my God. where they're it touched me. It's been touching you for twenty years. It never bothered you before. <laughs> Not you. 
<laughs> so she's like, and of course, you know how, and all mothers are this way, but our mother was like, get out of the living room! You know, just get out! And of course, you know, dad had to be summoned from work. It was a whole thing. She made dad come home from work? Oh, hell yeah, she did. She's oh, like, I'm not sake. doing this. What is I would have sent the Squirrels kids. Squirrels have to- rabies. I know. I would have sent the kids to one room and I would have gotten a broom or the gun or I don't know. I just- assume that she did attempt the broom situation because I recall a broom being flailed about, but it did not. I just not- would have opened like every door and window and be like, get out. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, it ended up in a pillowcase. And got thrown out and got thrown out the door and let it escape on its own. But if you if you if you saw where we lived at that time, there were no squirrels like it was a it was a new subdivision. No one had big trees. Yes. Yeah, I kind of. Well, you know, there was a lot of meadow back. There was a creek behind us. There was an easement behind us, but it was blocked off. We all had chain link blocking off the back part. All the houses had chain link. He may have been sick. How the hell did he get in the dryer? Oh, the ductwork. The duct. There was like back then there. We didn't have uh, nothing under the house. It was built on cement. And so. Uh, there was a little duct on the side of the house and it climbed up through that duct and went all the way in and pushed its way through to the dryer. It was unbelievable. I wonder if it was trying to find a place to die because it was sick. that would have been even more terrible. I'm so glad that did not happen. Yeah. So my point is, is that we've been dealing with this since birth. I don't know. I don't know what we did. I don't know if it's a curse or a blessing. Honestly, we've never been bitten or attacked by anything. But we, but we've definitely we have way too much. That that line between Animal Planet and our family is razor thin. And I just, I just, I never will understand why Mom just never got pest control. It's not that expensive. (laughs) How is that going to keep birds and squirrels? Jamie, I could never. Like, take a shower and, and like, I, I would rinse my shampoo out with my eyes open because of that little mildewy window in the shower <laughs> where those wolf spiders could, like, camouflage. <gasps> you know what I'm so talking ter- about. I do, I do. And then all of a sudden you would look and suddenly there'd be one staring. And then you'd go bend down to get your shampoo and it would move to, like, see oh what God. you were doing. And they do that and I'm jerky just like, movement. Yeah. And you're like, I'm being haunted. Like, <laughs> this thing could jump at any time. I'm being watched. And then, and then you would slowly, like, inch along your naked, wet body to, like, mm. you know, the glass shower to, like, get your towel. And it would, like, it would like do it God. with you. And then you're just like, if I could just get out of here and get my towel, I'll be all right. Oh you know, God. like no one should have to deal with that in the morning. Well, no, that's a lot. It's a lot for someone. I mean, um, no wonder we have anxiety. <laughs> yeah, that's where it started. I mean, I'm sure. I'm just saying that's one of many. <laughs> one. Check that off. It's true. All right. Uh, you were going to tell me you said put wine on the outline. I'm like, gladly. Okay. <laughs> Are we drinking? What's happening? No. OK, so here's the thing. I have a lot, a lot. I would probably say 95 percent of my friends on Facebook that are wine drinkers, go wine tasting, you know, you and Daryl are way into wine yeah. and go to, you know, wineries and all yes. that stuff. And I feel like I don't have the wine gene or mm. I missed it because I don't know when everybody started enjoying wine. I got pregnant right around the time I was 26. And then from that point on, it was nothing but children, deployments, divorces, more children, back togetherness, all that stuff. And right. so I feel like I missed the pinnacle years of wine. Mm. And every time I've tried it, I just don't like it. Okay. And well, when fair. I drink when I drink the red wine, it just tastes kind of, I don't know, like maybe a little bitter or sour or grape juice that burns. It it just it doesn't taste good to me. I'm like, why is everyone so gaga over this? I'm like, am I missing a specific taste bud that is so fantastic because I'm like, I don't see why this is so great. Well, it's an acquired taste. And I've heard this a couple of times where if you have, if you never sophisticate your taste buds, you will always enjoy things like ketchup on everything or you like things that are a little more sugar based. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And for me, it was, it started, and this is the way a lot of people do. I don't know if you're trying to say you wanted to get into it, I don't think you're much of a big drinker anyway. You like martinis and stuff, right? Yeah, I'm more. And that's the other thing, too, is when I did drink, 
I didn't, I wasn't really a beer person and I've, I've never yeah. been like a microbrew or a, like a, a lager or whatever those people are. Not a are. fan. I, no. I, you know, if I did drink, it was like Bud Light because I just like right. it. And then, or, or yeah. it would be usually hard liquor, like, you know, martinis, yes. margaritas, those right. kind of things. So for wine, I mean, when like, okay, so when Natalie first started drinking and most 21 year olds are the same way, you start with a margarita or strawberry daiquiri or pina colada because it's super duper sweet and it's sugary and you can't taste the, the alcohol that has a very bitter taste. And so she did not transition into sophisticated alcohol before she got pregnant. And so she was drinking a lot of you know, White Claws and wine coolers and, you know, margaritas was like the most, but she'd never done a shot or any, you know, that's not her thing. And some people just never transition into a more sophisticated taste palette. And that goes with food and alcohol. And so for me, I started drinking champagne, cheap champagne. I wouldn't, it's sparkling here, but and then, and I just liked it because it was refreshing and it tasted like, you know, it was wine, but not really. And I like things that are sparkling. Mm -hmm. And so then I transitioned and then we tried this really super sweet white wine once on a date and um, it was okay. And then we just slowly worked our way to, it's like a trend, it's very slow transitioning. And then pretty soon you start to appreciate. And I'm actually really picky about about certain things because my taste buds are super I, I taste everything like I can smell and taste I'll be like this tastes like leather mm -hmm. and the wine the wine person will go that is so interesting that is one of the finer points in this wine and I'm just like really I hate it <laughs> like it's not good mm -hmm. but some people think it's really good so I think it's I think everybody can develop a palate but some people just simply don't like it they think it tastes terrible and you know I've had some really expensive wine and thought it tastes like shit and I've had really cheap wine going, oh, this ain't so bad, you know? No, I've been wine tasting with friends and I've done the tastings. And I mean, I can see the difference like in the flavors uh -huh. and stuff like that. But I mean, the actual taste of it itself. Yeah. Of at least the, the red wines. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan. The white wines, I don't mind as much. Yeah. Most like, women you know, don't. Most women love white wine. Like the Chardonnays, mm -hmm. the Pinot Grigios. Um, oh, I'm not surprised you're a Pinot Grigio lady. <laughs> I've actually had uh, someone ordered a Riesling once, and mm -hmm. so I ordered one too. And that one, it was Swedish, or not Swedish, but it was sweeter. <laughs> and so bjorn, that was bjorn, like, bjorn. it was like a, lo a lunch thing. So that was pretty refreshing. Yeah. And it was cold. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, from what I recall, red wines are what's the, what's the acquired taste because they're a little mm. more tan. You know, they have a lot of tannins in it and it can be kind of burny if you, you know, burns a little more. But uh, white wines, I mean, most people just like to drink white wine or rosé is a great way to transition into trying some reds. And there's some reds that are really light, like Pinots mm. and Zinf some Zinfandels are really yummy. But I mean, I, honestly, out of, let's say, 10 women I know that drink wine, I'd say eight of them only drink exclusively white because mm -hmm. they don't like dark red. It's just too, it's just not very pleasant. So there's nothing wrong with that. And, you know, I'm personally not a fan of white wine. Mm -hmm. I, I just don't like the taste of it. And of course, when you tell someone that who's really into wine, they'll like, oh, well, that's because you just haven't had this wine. All red wine drinkers like this white wine. I've heard that I've had a million people tell me that. And I'm not literally, but a lot of people. One time we were in Napa, we were waiting for a table. And so we were sitting at this really fancy bar. Daryl and I were having a little snack and a, and a cocktail. And this guy sat next to us and he's like, he had ordered some really expensive bottle of champagne. And we're like, oh, fancy. And he's like, oh, yeah, I come here. I like to da 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 da. I know the wine guy. And so somehow the subject came up that I hate white wine. And I legit don't like white wine, except for champagne, which is not made with white wine grapes, by the way. And mm -hmm. so. He goes, oh, well, you just haven't had the right white wine. I'm like, oh, that may be true. I mean, I'm not opposed to trying them, but I'm just telling you I'm not a big fan. He spent like $800 trying to get me to enjoy a white wine. Like he he bought so much white wine. Ultimately, we ended up found, found out that he worked at a really highfalutin winery and he, mm -hmm. he could do that. But... Um, you know, and ultimately he even invited us to the winery the next day and we were so hungover. We couldn't go. <laughs> like we oh, were, my God. He had given us so much wine and he go, and eventually he goes, well, he had a thing for Daryl. That's the thing. Oh, he wanted I was going to say, I thought he had a thing for you. Oh, no. I, he was, I, I think he was trying to get me out of the way. And so I, oh. when I went to the bathroom, he moved over into my seat 
And he he pulled a couple of moves, and I asked the, my one trusted gay friend that I that I trust asking without him being offended. I said, "What did what he did this and this?" He goes, "Is that anything?" He goes, "Classic move." He was trying. He was gauging. <laughs> he was gauging to see how amendable Daryl was to the situation. And well, you yeah. know, you've always said Daryl gets picked up on by gay guys. He so. does. He does. And it's because he's got he's, that. He's got that slimish. You know. Well, it's not. I don't him. know if it's his, his physical, but he's so un he's so non-judgmental and so accepting of anybody and everybody Well, he's a salesperson so yeah well that and you know he was just raised in an incredibly diverse city and he knows every kind of human being he's come across and so he's just like i've seen it all it's great how are you are you a nice person awesome like he's just one of those rare gems and so every and if you sense that then you're all in on it and i'm jealous of that actually i'm very jealous of him on that but anyway uh, yeah, try it. I mean, you know, and of course, you know, I will I will throw wine down your gullet any, you know, yeah, that's once true. we can get back together. It'd be great. Well, and, and the last thing about, I think, wine tasting or mm-hmm. uh, wine in general is, you know, every time I've ever been at the end of the day, I just feel like garbage. And yeah. I usually have a, I usually have a headache. headache and yes. so I'm just like, I don't even like this. Like, I don't even feel good. I don't even get like a decent buzz. I just Ew. start to feel, I just start to feel gross. Well, then don't. And yeah, so, then you shouldn't do it but i mean i've heard that can happen to people like some people oh, yeah. don't react well to red wine well so. you know this is not racist everyone um oh no i've heard asian people yes. get really like red and flustered and start to get almost like an allergic they reaction. get an allergic reaction or like i knew somebody who was from um burma and she mm-hmm. every time she tried beer or wine even at a couple of sips she would get incredibly intoxicated like blackout drunk i mean her body responded so poorly to alcohol to wine and beer specifically that she's like it i absolutely i'm absolutely allergic to this type of fermentation i cannot have it yeah no i remember a group of us um an employee she actually worked for me and everyone's like you're gonna be okay and she's like well i'm gonna try it and see because she was uh chinese and oh, she's yeah, like well yeah. i'm gonna try it and see so she got like a pina colada and i think barely like a quarter way through her chest and her face was like oh, all bright red and sucks. they're like we're like do you have a headache or anything like that and she's like i don't have a headache i'm just flushed so oh, God. you know that <laughs> sucks man it does suck because it's like if so. you really want to be a part of it or if you like the taste of it and you can't do it like i love sushi but i am horrifically allergic to shrimp and i don't respond well to any shellfish really like mm-hmm. lobster or crab and so sushi places put shrimp in everything i mean yeah, almost everything so we order like one or two and i have to take a benadryl i just have to if i don't mm-hmm. my tongue gets swollen and of course our mom's like you know jamie lynn you're really dancing a really dangerous dance there by continuing to eat shrimp <laughs> and i'm like, like i okay, get it thanks mom <laughs> i get it but so far the swelling of the tongue doesn't get so bad that i worry and when i tell her that she's like i can't even listen to this you're gonna kill yourself because of sushi and i'm like i know i know We'll see most sushi. But Daryl are- loves sushi. And when we go out, it's so fun. And so it's the same concept, you know. See, most sushis are like deep fried in something. Mm. And so I have to order the sushis that are not deep fried. We do not order deep fried sushi. Well, most of them are. No, and so no, not it, if- it's not. It's hard to find ones that are not. And so maybe you're I going to-, to the wrong kind of sushi places. It's I never sushi place we've ever been to. The sushi. Yeah. If it says DF, it's yeah. been deep fried. Uh, yeah, I'm aware. And so, <laughs> and so I have to find the ones that are not deep fried or that doesn't have any kind of like weird sauce on it. Oh, or, the gluten, your gluten yeah. intolerance. So I'm yeah. literally getting the what like the salmon and cream cheese with avocado roll. That's with one of my favorites. Those are really good. No, actually. it's good. You it get, is good. Actually, but... the spicy tunas and stuff are super good. You know, the one we go to, their spicy tuna is, like, really spicy. Like, (laughs) damn. It's like five-alarm fire spicy. I'm like, I won't do it. Ryan can't even eat it. And Ryan eats eats straight jalapenos on his stuff. Oh, wow. Yeah, we have one of those wraps. I got him horseradish cheese from the deli. And he's like, this isn't that bad. I'm just like, all right. That's awesome. He loves spicy stuff. That's great. Okay. So my wine story really quick is last week it will be... Eight years since Daryl has adopted Mackenzie, my daughter. Yay! And it's a really special day. 
I always feel weird about being a part of it. I feel like it's their day, but apparently, according to them, no, it's our day. And I was like, all right, cool. I mean, well, it, I mean, you you produced the child, Danny. I know, but it just feels it's like it's not this like is... he randomly got a girl <laughs> off the street and it's like, hey, you want to get adopted? Yeah, all right. Yeah, I know, but for some reason, I for me, it feels like this is their special moment. But obviously, they don't feel neither one of them feel that way. So the three of us always try to do. You know, we've had the whole family do it before, but the three of us tend to just do something. And so this year, because Kenzie is in the culinary world and she's seriously considering going to the school in Napa at some point. I think she should. Well, no, she wants to. But, you know, the the pandemic has kind of altered everyone's course for now. So shit, everything's just gone to shit right now. So we just need to, you know, be patient. But so we thought, oh, well, we'll take you in December for her birthday. We went to Napa to try this really cool French restaurant. And this year we, we, we wanted to do the same thing for gotcha day so we get up at the crack of dawn and i will tell you i oh on the side note i am not i thought i was in menopause i'm not i'm bleeding like a motherfucker and i'm anemic as hell and nothing it was just that two-month window when i was under stress (laughs) it's i'm totally back to normal by the way so that day i thought they tested your hormones no there was no hormone testing so anyway, I'm getting ready to go. And of course, I'm on the brink of starting my period. So I look pregnant. And this new thing that's been going on where I'm retaining water, I don't know what that is, but I'm not happy about that. I mean, it's one thing to be bloated, but I, it's like my limbs look bloated. It's the weirdest yeah. thing. I fucking hate it. So I'm trying to look nice for this fancy lunch we're going to. I'm like, you know how that is when you're getting ready and you start sweating, like, getting hot it's the worst and i'm like why Well, then you feel like your clothes won't go on they don't you (laughs) you know i tried to like i had these were my larger jeans like the ones i just bought like a few months ago to fit Mm. i went to go button those and i'm just like why am i struggling with these like i had to like do the like the dip and pull up you know to like to like suck in the fat and like push it down and I'm like, this is really making me angry. But, you know, my body has changed recently. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Well, our bodies Anyways, do change. Ahead. Our bodies do change. So anyway, so we get in the car and, and we had to leave at like 930 in the morning because this it takes a, an hour and a half to get there from our house. And this specific restaurant, they have outdoor dining. But now it's like you really got to secure a reservation way in advance or you're not getting a table. So they had an 1130 in the morning for lunch, which I, to me, I can't, I don't like that, but we had no choice. That's like breakfast. It was brunchy. (laughs) And so when we, in fact, we got there a little early, they're like, you know, we're still clearing up for breakfast, but if you'd like to wait, you know, in the courtyard, we'd be like, all right, cool. And I'm like, oh God, this is so early. Do you have like coffee somewhere that I can drink? (laughs) Oh, I had coffee. (laughs) So, so anyway, uh, so we're sitting, it's really fancy. Like Christina Aguilera had her wedding there. So it's super fancy. And so we were, you know what? I really wouldn't call it that fancy then if it was Christina Aguilera. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this was her first wedding. So (laughs) as long time ago anyway so it's it's really fun and the outdoor dining is supposed to be better than the indoor dining it definitely is because the view is of the entire valley it's really beautiful had an amazing lunch we had a great time kenzie's a delight of course we just adore you know this little time period is so great and so we're just enjoying each other's company and then we go to domain carneros uh, afterwards and we have some champagne and we're celebrating you know the day and it was just a wonderful day and we're always so sad when it's time to leave you know so mm-hmm. i do what i always do i always mention something that's going to make everyone in the car cry i don't know why i do this but i do this fairly regularly and i'm i think it's because i'm morbid in general and i yeah. just when i'm feeling comfortable i let it all out so we we're in the car and i was like oh you know i read this really interesting article on buzzfeed about how they got those emotional scenes for certain movies to get that that people really resonate with and that they and how they got that and that they pull from real life to make that happen. And so I'm telling yeah. them about, you know, the the scene in Coco where the grandma starts to remember when the little boy's singing Recuerdame and he's she's remembering and singing the words and how they got that stuff. And Mackenzie, she's like, oh, what are you doing? And she starts to cry. And I said, or like in Toy Story when and he's saying goodbye to the toys what cuz he's going to go to college the director said that he that whole scene was set on his memory of the last time he saw his grandmother alive cuz she was dying and he went to see mm. her and when he turned around to look at her he knew that would be the last time he saw her and then they yeah. they incorporated that into the thing and dad's like Daryl's like what are you, 
what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this to us? Why do you always do this to us? I'm like, I don't know. He goes, oh, this reminds me. This really cool song that the Zach Brown band came out with about dads loving their daughters. It's so great. And it reminds me of Kenzie every time I hear it. So he plays it and we are all weeping in the car. All of us. What the, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? I don't know. And I said, why are we doing this? And Kenzie's like, dad, you know, it's like, this is, hey, this is a great day. What are we doing? So anyway, it was a very emotional, <laughs> emotional day, but it was a good day. You're like mom with dead people. You have I to will ruin never. everything with, you know, some kind of emotional cutting ceremony at the end. Stop it. <laughs> I will never. Yeah, I would be a bad actor. They're like, think of something sad. And I'm just like, well, I mean, my whole life is sad. So, I mean, I'm going to have to like, does anybody? Well, I don't know. I'm like, show me, I guess, one of those ASPA commercials like where the dog is chained to a tree and he's starving, covered in fleas and... Sarah McLaughlin singing that might do something I don't know <laughs> okay anyway so moving on so yes it was a great day we all emotionally cut it in the car but ultimately it was a wonderful bonding moment and uh you know happy happy adoption day to producer Deb and Mackenzie it was a great day so Mackenzie's eight years old now she's Yay! eight years old it was funny because when she goes oh are we celebrating a special occasion today and Daryl goes yeah it's her birthday she's eight because he's, he's got to do the dad thing. He's got to be the dad <laughs> joke. And she's like, uh-huh. And she's like, um, okay. And he goes, well, it's her adoption day. And he was he was doing the awkward thing, oversharing. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm so proud of you, little cricket. You're learning so quickly on how to do this. Be awkward with people. But anyway. He's just proud. Oh, my God. He's so proud. And he's such a good dad. So Aww. it's great. All right. So with that, I have two stories that you I'm sure you're aware of, but I want to talk about them anyway. And then we'll go to our ugly and awkward moments. The first one is there is another COVID breakup. OK, I think I know this one, but go ahead. Aaron Rodgers and Danica yes, Patrick have gone yes. kaput. Actually, I think, I'm really I'm really glad about that one. First of all, I mean, I hate to do this because I don't hate everybody, but I am so over Danica Patrick. She's a little nuts. I can't stand her. When she... they got together, I was just like, seriously, I'm like Olivia Munn and Danica Patrick. Well, I like Olivia Munn. Fucking one. They were together for so long. And, and I'm just like, yeah. I legitimately thought they were going to get married. I did In too. fact, I would not be surprised mm. if they rekindled their romance. Actually, I don't know what Olivia Munn is up to these days. I, I have not either. But anyway, so the reason that I wanted to bring it up, because I knew you would know, is she unfollowed Aaron Rodgers on Instagram and everyone went, oh, red, red alert, red alert. First of all, who knows when someone does that? Like, are there people paid to just follow celebrities to see who they follow and unfollow? It's so crazy Must that be. they they know so quickly. Like, oh my god, she unfollowed him on Instagram, and I'm like, how do you know this? And so, that first of all, y'all have too much time on your hands. Unless this is your job, I don't know why you're doing that. But they were together for two years, and this is the second relationship she has had where she has publicly said, "Oh, I'd love to get married, but I'm not going to push it with them. They're not, you know, whatever." I think she's a clinger for starters and she is a little off like I would listen to her on um I think it was Joe Rogan but maybe it was another podcast she has a she has a psychic on her team that she uh, utilizes for everything she does not make any moves without consulting her psychic hmm I think that's odd personally like she re she retired because her psychic said that if she didn't that something really bad was going to happen to her so she retired. I mean, that's insane to me. I mean, I would never I would never do that. But uh, yeah, she's really into it. Well, that sounds really psycho. You know, the only thing I can think of is, is that I mean, they're both into being competitive and all that stuff. But I mean, I just read that Olivia Munn, she's a black belt in Taekwondo. Are you even listening to me? I am listening to you. No, I, that, I thought the same exact thing. I thought that they were quarantined together because they, I don't know if they lived together or if they were just in someone's house together or what the deal was, but he probably, it was the same thing. They just spent too much time together and he realized this girl is psycho and I don't want to be with her anymore. Um, now, Olivia Munn, she is dating someone named Tucker Roberts. Tucker Roberts is the son of the person who owns Comcast. <laughs> Brian Roberts, the, the Comcast CEO and chairman. So that's quite an upgrade. 
Okay, so I guess we've moved on from Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick. Now we're moving on to no, Olivia Munn. No, what I'm saying is Olivia Munn was Aaron Rodgers' ex-girlfriend. Yeah. For for like three years. And yeah. so obviously she's moved on. Yes. And this is now her boyfriend. And so I'm thinking that, you know, maybe this would be more of a serious relationship. And, you know... This would be the guy, the kind of guy that would be looking to be like married and you know whatever. I don't because know because maybe she doesn't want to get married. I mean, she's past baby prime age, so you know maybe Is she's she? just living her life. Well, she's at least forty. Anyway, so that's the first story, and I, it's something we don't truly care about, but I do like to add it to the COVID-related demise of relationships. I'm I'm chalking it up to COVID. I think that they were shacked up together, and he had had enough of her. Personally, I think that's what happened. But I don't know. I, I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Okay. Second second story that I know most of us are aware of, but this was a little thing. And I think I've got this correctly. You've heard about the little boy, Bridger Walker, who saved his sister from the dog. Yes. I'm in love with this story. And it's a, it's a feel-good story because we need it so desperately. And I think that's why it went viral. But here's something that I absolutely hesitate. <sighs> She's got one tiny little positive notch in my bond, in my mind, because of this, and Hathaway is the reason that this story went viral. Really? Yes. She saw the story on Instagram. She reshared it and said, "Well, I'm not an Avenger. I know a superhero when I see one." And it got over a million likes. Other people wow. shared, and she tagged Mark Ruffalo and her friend and said, "Hey, Mark Ruffalo, do you need a partner in crime? Do you need a partner to help you fight crime?" And he responded, "So, Mark Ruffalo of the Hulk." Tom Holland, Spider-Man, Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, Zachary Levi, Shazam, and the two directors, the Russo brothers, and also the guy who played The Flash on The CW, have all sent him notes and videos telling them that he is a hero. And the biggest one, of course, as you know, was Chris Evans, who plays Captain America on The Avengers, sent him an amazing video of how, and they kept calling him Pal, which I think is really cute, and is now has sent him the original shield that he was given for the movies because he said, you are a true hero, you you need this shield. And he wears, he's just like a lot of little boys, he wears all the costumes, he's got Mm -hmm. all the, the little costumes, I guess he loves rocks, and so the aunt, of course, the aunt, the cool aunt did this, she's the one that posted all of this. She's like, oh, he loves rocks. You guys post pictures of really cool rocks so he can see. And of course, now people are sending him rocks <laughs> from all over that so he can have so his own rocks. Awesome. When I read that. He's only, he was only, what, six years old? He's six years old. A one-year-old German shepherd mix charged towards his four-year-old sister. He shielded her. The dog brutally attacked him, biting biting him on the face and the head. It required more than 90 stitches in a two-hour surgery that a plastic surgeon did so that he wouldn't scar. But didn't he grab his sister and start running? He ultimately grabbed her hand and they ran away. And he said that if somebody had to die, it it should be me. I... (sighs) Paula? (laughs) I know, right? I can't with this. This little sweetheart... They just don't grow them like that anymore. I mean, I don't, I mean, obviously kudos to his family for raising such a wonderful little boy. And I'm sure the man, sister. Yes, a, a, a young man. I mean, his parents have to be. Well, I mean, I'm sure they were devastated, but I oh, mean, yeah. they have to be so proud that I, oh. what they probably would have thought was just not normal behavior, but they would have just been proud of him for, you know, taking care of his sister, but not realizing like, wow, I didn't realize this was so profound, you know, in today's society. It, it isn't. It's just, I think it's because he was so young, but here, this is a little controversial thinking. I think that men have this weird fight bug this weird that this is why men are the ones that are the protectors there's some biological thing in most men where it kicks in and that is your job is to protect it doesn't happen not all kids have it not all well kids definitely sometimes you have to watch by example and that's how you do it and there's a lot of women who do it too but in in situations of danger Men tend to be the ones to jump in front of the children and the women and the, you know, the weak to protect. Unless you're uh, George Costanza. (laughs) Which is why that was so hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly. 
exactly. <laughs> you Most push all the women and children aside in the fire and, and run you, straight I mean, for the door. <laughs> violently pushing them aside to get out. <laughs> Self-preservation at its finest. Anyway, I I think that, that is so awesome. I had no yeah. idea that all that happened. I know. So to me, and of course, when I read the Captain America thing, because you know I cried everything, I started getting a lump in my throat, and I was trying to tell Daryl about the shield. <laughs> the shield is God. coming to him, and Daryl's like, "Oh, that's really great." And I'm like, he, he, "He's a hero." And I'm like, "You're done yet?" He, he was just trying to save his sister. Well, because you and I have little, we have both have boy and girl. And so the idea, I mean, yeah. I think we can easily put ourselves in that situation and well, see if that, because that would happen. I mean, I've seen Tyler protect Mackenzie a million times when he was little. He did it all the time. So I don't, you know. Ryan still does that to Olivia. Like she'll be standing on the couch, like trying to do something. And mm-hmm. Ryan will be like, Olivia, stop it. Sit down. You know, and he's just like, you know, <laughs> yeah. he gets so worried about her because he's just like, I'm like, Ryan, I'm like, I've got it. I'm the mom. And he's like, I just don't want her to fall in her. I see. But that's the thing, though. It's biology. I don't think it's (laughs) it's a lack of trust in anybody. Like there was a time when Tyler was probably seven, which means Mackenzie was probably four, three Mm -hmm. or four. And she was oblivious to danger because she was Uh, in such a safe world. She didn't think about bad things at all. And she just walked out into the street and was looking up at the trees and a car was far away, but coming. And Tyler ran out there like a bullet and snatched her and ripped her off the street and put her on the lawn. He's like, no, Mackenzie, there's a car coming. Like he was really upset with her. (laughs) And I was like, you know, instead I was like, you know what, Tyler, thank you. Thank you very much for protecting your sister because, you know, siblings hate each other for a while. (laughs) And so, you know, it kind of reminded me of, I mean, not ex- entirely, but, you know, Stephanie and Allison did not get along growing up. They did up. not. That, that, that was no secret. Right. But there was one time where um, we were all outside and there was that horrible teenage boy up the street, Noah. Do you remember oh, him? Oh, yes. And so we were all outside and Noah was like dicking around with Allison. I don't know what he was doing, but <gasps> mm. he was like, like, like pushing her or roughhousing her. And I didn't like it. So I ran inside and I was like upset. And I said, Noah's messing around with Allison. And I told that to Stephanie. (laughs) Stephanie (laughs) bolted outside. She ran across because it was in front of the Goodall's house. Right. She bolted outside. She ran across the street. Noah was standing there. And then she's like, right, left, right. And she just started beating the (laughs) shit out of him. And she didn't even ask or anything. She just started beating the shit out of him. And, um... It was so funny. And then later that night, <laughs> Noah and his mom came over and he had like a big black eye. Oh. <laughs> and, so, and she's just, uh, Noah's mom's just like, well, I just want to get to the bottom of what no happened. No problem. And mom's, just, and mom's just like, I'll tell you what happened. Because, <laughs> you know, mom, mom is wasn't, like, wasn't going to lend a, mom wasn't going to lend a sympathetic ear Hell to anything. No. And so um, I just thought it was so funny because, like I said, you know, Allison and Stephanie did not get along. They but, you know. When it when it's time to call to action, you know Stephanie. I've never yeah. seen her run so fast and just and, <laughs> and she weighed like a whole hundred and five pounds. Oh, barely. But, yes. And her and her hair was like blowing in the breeze as she was running. <laughs> well, I think it, I think it has to be said. We do not have the flight, Jane. We fight. You saw that video I posted, right? Oh, of the guy kissing women, kissing men's necks. Well, he wasn't kissing. Was he their blowing necks, on it? Okay, so he was literally walking up behind men into, like, their safe space, like, their proximity. (laughs) Yes. And he was going up to their ears, and he was either making, like, a moaning sound, or he was going, like, (laughs) you know, something like that. (laughs) Paula. And the guys turned around. Okay. I had a physical reaction. Oh, God, Jamie. The first time I saw it, I just... I lost my shit, but he did that. The video shows him doing it to at least like five different guys. Yes. At least. Yes. Not one of them Punched had a physical him. response. Shocking. You know, I Shocking. mean, one of them like barely like threatened. He like kind of kept stomping forward to the oh, guy. He like, did oh, all, come on, come oh, on. please. He does what all guys do. They put their arms up like giant birds going. I'm like, I'm trying to make myself look bigger. You know, they, yeah, they right. don't do anything. And I said, and so I posted this. I'm like, notice this. I'm like, not <laughs> once did he do that to a woman. No, he did it not to a once. girl. I said, he did it to a girl who in was sitting down at a table with earbuds in her ears. Yeah. I said, and that was the, the safest thing he could do to a woman. Yes. And then as soon as he did it, he moved in front of the table. Way far away. Did, 
I said, I'd love to see him do that to like a woman. Oh, do it to in, me. In, in, in the laundry aisle. Oh my God. I said, God. you know, if he did, the moment she turned around, she'd start beating the shit out of that She guy. would have grabbed whatever in front of her, turn around and wield it as a weapon. I I pictured myself like looking at Lysol or, you know, oh, some yeah. other cans, right? turning around, holding that thing and then just using it as like brass knuckles practically. I mean, and like just yeah. beating the shit out because you, can, you can't trust anybody. No. And especially I'm like, no. if I had the kids with me, oh, oh my God. God, I would just have to eliminate the threat. Well, here's like, the it deal. It has to be gone. Women are, again, biology and just society. Women are trained at a very young age to protect themselves in situations at all times. Alert is key and so if that were to happen i mean first of all the, the video maybe we'll post it on ugly truth the video yeah. is hilarious because the men's reactions are their faces i mean i was dying laughing <laughs> i mean <laughs> well, they're always like how many they're of them so incredulous like, how many you know? of them ask like are you all right man like are you yeah, okay? and well, i'm the- like why are you asking him if he's okay i'd be like what I know. the fuck are you doing the you one know, guy I was like pushing him down and attacking him on the dog food or something. The one, the one guy who was in the frozen aisle and he had the big Coke bottle glasses. <laughs> He's like, "What the fuck?" I laughed so, I laughed so hard <laughs> when I saw his face. I'm like, "What is happening?" They are so shocked because they don't worry about their safety the way women do. But all I could think of is if he ever, if, if anyone ever got that close to me in a grocery store or Costco, I mean he'd be a stain on the concrete like this isn't even no wonder he doesn't touch women because they would not survive he would be dead it'd be over and yeah the guy in the frozen food i'm like he must be like a veteran or something because i'm like he was not afraid <laughs> not he at was all not afraid there was not a flinch and, and you know what it, you know what the guy who does it you can tell who he's legitimately afraid of because his distance gets it like, increases like it like longer yes like based on other people's reactions he's like oh fuck this guy's really gonna get yeah. me so i i know we're probably not explaining it correctly but we'll have paula post that on uh this week we'll have you post yeah it. ugly, it's ugly really, truth yeah. yeah it's hilarious and i'll post it too on a uh, social media but anyway very funny and hilarious and so we're so glad that little bridger is going to in, in you know yes. get better and i know there's a million little bridgers out there but this one got highlighted and i'm so excited we need one good feel-good story it's so great poor little face oh my gosh God. he looks so but sore you know what? the good thing about being small mm. is especially with and having a plastic surgeon mm. do repairs instead of like you know an er doctor right or something, is that it will be like it won't even look like anything happened. By the he might time, have like a teensy little scar, yeah. but it'll be good because it'll be like, well, you know, one time my do- <laughs> my sister was going to get attacked by a dog and I saved her. So I have a little scar. When he's mm-hmm. when he is 15, 16 and he's trying to impress a girl, he's going to whip out that Captain America shield mm-hmm. and it's over. It is over when you when they find out he's a hero. All right. Well, uh, now it's time for one more story before we say goodbye. Some ugly and awkward moments of the week. A big portion of my day is uh, dedicated to my dog's health and well-being and whatnot. And so I don't know if you do this, but well, actually, I do. I do this all the time. I spend a lot of time by myself because the kids are doing their tablets or video games or whatever. Sure. At work. And so I spend a lot of time just talking to myself. All right. <laughs> like, I'll be in the kitchen. I'll be having conversations and the kids will come in. They're like, what? What? And I'm like, nothing. I was just talking to myself. So when it's time to do the dogs like food, I do the like the regular food. I'll mix in some wet food. I have to do Bose pills. I have to get his insulin shot ready. And while I'm doing all of this, like they're sitting there staring at me and Bo likes to speak. So he'll be like, you know, he's talking to me. And he's like, I really so don't want to do this right now. And so I'm just like, ooh, I'm all Bo likes his food, huh? And so um, have you seen I'm. I know you, Adam Sandler's not your biggest person. Oh, but no, I love Adam you, Sandler. Oh, okay, okay. You've seen the movie Billy Madison? Of course. Okay, so he goes back to school. He's in first grade. And um, the little boy comes up to Adam Sandler. And he's just like, hey, mister, guess what I had for breakfast? Beans. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, Bo likes his breakfast, huh? And I was talking to Bo and I'm like, Scotty likes beans. And so I was like doing the whole like impression. And then um, 
I glance up for a second and Victor's sitting on the couch and he's just kind of staring at me like, what is wrong with you? Because I had been doing the whole monologue talking to the dogs. <laughs> and so Great. sometimes I forget he's there because he's usually at work all the time. And so I didn't realize he was sitting on the couch watching TV and he's just looking at me and he's like, you all right? And I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Why? I'm like, this is just my routine. <laughs> so. That's funny. He just got, you got caught. Well, I mean, I just talk to the dogs like they're people, you know? Yeah, I, you know, you know, Daryl kind of does that too. When Bodega's out of control, he'll be like, Bodega, what did I say? I told you that you could not. <laughs> and I'm like, he doesn't understand that language. I don't know why you do that to him. But what are you going to do? And, but, but what's funny is when you catch somebody doing it, I've, I've heard of those scenes where it's like, Bodega, we talked about this. We told you that you <laughs> no. can't you can't do that when I'm trying to feed you. I mean, I do it too. I do it all the time, but getting caught is quite a different story. So Well, especially when you're quoting a monologue from Billy Madison, you know, <laughs> to the dog yes. about yes. I'm like, Bo likes beans. <laughs> and so um and then I'm like, back to school, back to school, you know? Oh, God. Everybody's like, Mom, are you all right? Yeah. And then I'm just like, if you don't go to school, you can stay home and help me shave my armpits. <laughs> He's like, oh, my God, I'll go back to school. Oh, you that's know? so funny. <laughs> I know. That's a good one. Um, okay. So mine, oh God, it was so awkward. So I had decided, I just let the laundry pile up this week. It just was one of those things where I'm just like, fuck the laundry. I hate it. We're not doing it. I just, I don't care. And I'm the only one that does it, really. So I'm our laundry is clean. It's just piled up because nobody puts it away. Well, it, it normally we have a sea of clothes on the couch, but this time it was the opposite. We had a sea of clothes in the laundry room. Nobody was doing laundry. I was pissed because I had no clean clothes and but yet I didn't care. And I was I was pulling out dresses that I hadn't worn in years because I just didn't want to do laundry. I don't know what this is, but it was just like I was sick of it. So I've been doing a shit ton of laundry and I'm standing there last night around eight o'clock and I'm folding clothes and I'm talking to Tyler. He's my son is getting he's ready. He's taken off to go to his girlfriend's house. Uh-huh. So we're sitting there talking and I'm folding a, a shirt of mine and out of the laundry basket, along with the shirt, this little black circle popped out and landed on the couch. And I was like. Oh, that's probably just like a like a lint ball or like a like a bunch of thread came off of this black shirt and, you know, in the laundry and turned into a little ball of thread or something. So I pick up this pillow that I have just to confirm that it's actually not real, like it's not an like an animal. So I go to touch it. And apparently the way I touched it, it moved very quickly. And I was like, holy shit. It's a spider. And Tyler had gone upstairs. Tyler came down. Speaking of heroic children, he comes blowing out of his room, comes flying down the stairs. He's like, where is it, mom? Where is it? I'm like, it's right there. He goes, mother, this is a lint ball. And he picked it up and he squeezed it. And he's like, this is a lint ball. What are you doing? I'm like, I don't have my glasses on. It moved quickly and it was large. He's like, put a light on what are you insane and daryl comes what's going on you know, it's like <laughs> over a lint ball and i'm like i'm sorry i don't have my glasses he goes you are not that blind mother and i was like all right no you just need some light that's what i have to do is i have to turn on a light and i literally like rest the pill bottle on my boobs and like i, I like scrunch <laughs> my neck down so i can see and i'm like whoever this shit so small god you need it's to like get I don't glasses. want people to know you, you really need to just get your glasses <laughs> well i'm just like god i'm like they don't want people to know these directions i mean like, honestly this, the cia 190 <laughs> of the people that take medications are old they need to put the print larger that is for sure no doubt Well, i know they're trying to fit it all onto the bottle i'm like just make a bigger bottle or you know? i don't know how about do one of those tags you know you know how they have the ex- extra tag that says may cause drowsiness or whatever just do a big tag that's like like size 12 font that says hey old person hey blindy this is what you have to do so that you don't kill yourself when you're trying to take this at eight o'clock at night without a light on this is the part that frustrates me the most about Mm -hmm. like those particular like especially children's pill bottles yeah is it says peel here for further instructions (laughs) the okay the outside it tells you the ingredients it tells you the side effects and i'm like where's the fucking dosage i know and you have to peel open 
pull out the thing, and then you finally see, you know, I'm like, I'm just want to know the dosage. <laughs> and then you I finally know. see the dosage. And I'm like, why did I have to pull out, you know, the damn Dead Sea Scrolls to find out yeah. what, you know, how many. I, and I, the thing is, it's like, I know how much I have to give. You just want to confirm it. You don't want to kill it's anyone. Just, it's usually because it, I'm. You know, Olivia, she's 11, mm -hmm. but she weighs like next to nothing. She so, weighs like a you know, fourth grader. Yeah. So if I'm I'm attempting to give her like an adult medication, I can give it to her, but I'll just give her like a fraction of a fraction. And, I, uh, I have a great invention for this situation. What is it? They should put a QR code on the pill bottle. And when you scan the QR code pops up all the dosage information that you may need in the size that you need it like a normal size on your phone you can just read it and go okay so instead well, of this 0.05 uh font in spanish i can just go qr code right, right. and here it is i don't care that it's number two green cyan <laughs> right? i want to know what but of course, it'll tell you, you know, children under 12 should not be using this. Consult a physician. And I'm like, I, I get that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give her probably half of whatever this shit tastes like. It's always like NyQuil or, you know, yeah, yeah. or something. And so it's true. But anyway, that would be, that would resolve a lot. Of, you know what? I'm going to get on this. I'm going to get on this. I've been full of ideas lately. Ooh, write them down. Oh, you know what? I've been full of these thoughts because I would think. <laughs> If I could be a stand-up comedian, these would be some of my jump off, jumping off points, and I'll tell you some of them right now. Here's my okay. first one. My first one is, this is the thought, <laughs> pillows are the adult women's stuffed animals. Because you know, you know how women have, like, and I'm even guilty of this, I have like 12 pillows on my bed. Mm -hmm. it, it's just like the little girls who used to have like 100 stuffed animals on their bed. It's just a replacement oh, yeah. of the same thing. It's the same mentality. It's like, oh, we need these. We need these. We can't not have these. My house is full of pillows. And, and Daryl's like, have a lot of pillows. I do have a lot of pillows. Why? Well, maybe because I wasn't allowed to have a lot of stuffed animals. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making it for lost time. Well, and it kind of reminds me of along came Polly when mm. Polly spent the night and she's just like, why do you have so many pillows on your bed? <laughs> he's just like, well, we have all these, you know, they had like 15 decorative pillows. Yes. And he's like, well, we, they go in the box here and then, <laughs> then you put them back on in the morning. She's like, why? why? I know. He's, and he's like, I don't know. The next, my second thought, and I haven't really worked it out yet but but these are this is kind of what i wrote so i was thinking about it my next thought is oh and this is what reminded me is that these police found a body and they after they were starting to investigate it was actually a sex doll it wasn't an actual human oh okay. and it took them a minute it took them a minute to figure it out um that sex dolls are basically just barbies that men can officially play with because they weren't allowed to play with them when they were little but now they can okay. that's my hmm. thought on it anyway i don't know I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I'm doing it, but I'm just like, you know what? People talk all the time about when you have a thought that you can, you think you can work with, you should write it down. So I wrote well, it Well, I had an app thought Ooh. that I sent to our friend, but he oh. read it, but he didn't reply. So Oh, he gets a lot of those. <laughs> he must think it's stupid. But mine was a good idea. I'll tell you offline. Oh, but, um, okay. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, all right. So we're still awkward. We love heroes and uh, we hate Danica Patrick. I think that's the summary of this show this week. All right, friends. Keep uh, shopping Amazon. I've been doing that a lot lately because um, I hate going to the stores right now. Me too. Because pe people are nuts. They are. And I'll probably get violent. And then um, <laughs> also go to uh, lipandclip.com mm -hmm. and get some makeup stuff. I am due for a couple of refills on some things. Plus, I need to lighten my makeup. I uh, can't keep doing the red lipstick. So mm. it's time to freshen up. There you go. Other than that, like I said, have a good rest of your weekend, and we'll see you on Wednesday. Thanks for listening and sharing the show. See you next time on The Ugly Truth.